Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're studying James chapter 2, verses 14 through 20. It's a great meditation with this question, how can I know that I have true saving faith? You know, I'm sure that most believers have wrestled with doubts or what we call the assurance of salvation at different stages of life. Behind many doubts is often a besetting sin that is a way of harassing, troubling, or overwhelming us at times. Other doubts are a natural result of the lack of spiritual discipline in our lives, like a weak prayer life, a weak devotional life, or a weak local church involvement. You know, I personally do not get excited about what we call just-in-case prayers to bolster up our lack of confidence in salvation. God has the eternal security taken care of, and he tells us what we can do to grasp assurance for our own peace of mind. God gives his peace through increased knowledge of him and his son, Jesus Christ. It's a multiplied peace, a peace that not only produces spiritual growth, including moral excellence and biblical knowledge, self-control, patient endurance, godliness, and a heart that truly loves others, but a peace that confirms our eternal destiny with him. God also reminds us that the entire word of God was written so that all believers can know without a shadow of a doubt that they have eternal life in the presence of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, let's take a second and listen to the conversation maybe of James, Peter, and Paul, who just happened to stop at the same coffee shop on the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee. I think the coffee shop was called Hebrews, but I'm not sure. James says, hey guys, I have some friends who say that they have faith, but have absolutely no spiritual evidence or works to back up the claim. Can that kind of faith save them? Peter responds, I know what you mean. I'm dealing with some who are almost blind to this issue and act as if they have forgotten that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Then Paul jumps in, obviously we do not know anyone's heart, but the key word in what you said, James, is say. We all know that it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any of us should boast or brag that we have actually been good enough to make it to heaven. We forget sometimes that we have all sinned and fall way short of God's glorious perfection. But don't forget, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared a long, long time ago, that we should walk in them. James then comes back. Well, that's what I shared with those who professed that they were believers. I, I used a simple illustration, hoping they would get it, of a believing brother or sister who had no food or clothing, and they came to them for help. Their response was, quote, okay, have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then they didn't give them any food or clothing. What good does that do? Peter responds, how did they respond to that? James comes back with, well, they wanted to argue with me. One said, well, some have faith, others have good deeds. But then I ask him, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds that prove a changed life? I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Paul said, well, I remember helping both our friends, Timothy and Titus, counsel this very problem and reminded them that believers are supposed to be good examples of good deeds and those who refuse to abstain from wickedness by their deeds or works actually deny the Lord and live a detestable, disobedient life. Now, Peter comes back and says this, my counsel is on the other side of that coin. 
If these professors want to live with confidence and assurance, they need to diligently get to work and add to their faith some moral excellence, some biblical knowledge, self-control, patient endurance, godliness, and a heart that truly loves others. Then I promise that they will live a life of confident assurance. Then James jumped in and said, hey, think about it. Our religious friends who defend themselves by saying that they believe there is one God, well, good for them. Even the demons have experienced the power of God when he cast them out of heaven. And I'm sure that this is why even now they tremble at the thought of being in his presence again. They have to know of the deity of Jesus Christ by observing his triumph over death when he rose from the grave. It is so foolish to think that a faith that does not change our lives and help us to grow and become more like Christ in our love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control is real faith. It sounds like dead faith to me. Paul comes back, well said. I like that list of changes. Have I heard that somewhere before? James comes back, well, you guys are great help. Hey, I think our honey sweetened goat milk lattes are ready. We will have to do this again someday. Now, I know this is kind of a unique approach to this, but you know, all these guys agree that if we just simply grow in the knowledge of our Lord and spend time with our Lord every day, we will grow in our assurance of salvation. We need to pray, Lord, thank you for your wonderful gift of faith, gift of forgiveness, and gift of salvation. Help me by faith to live a life changed, changed by that which pleases you. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. Here, time's up for the day. I hope this has been fun for you. But today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.